Almost Famous with John Shea. Featuring local and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston, and New England. On 95.9 WATD. Welcome to the Tiny Stage Hour of Almost Famous 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. Now, first things first, if you're a local musician with original music, professionally recorded, and you want to hear them on the radio, get in contact with us. Find all the information at 959WATD.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio and subscribe to our podcast at almostfamousradio.com. So tonight, we're being joined in studio on the tiny stage by Natalie Jolly. Good evening. How you doing? Good. How are you? I am great. Thank you for making this work in your schedule. Thank you for having me. Give yourself an introduction. Oh, well, hello. I'm Natalie Jolly. <laughs> I'm very excited to be here. I, um, I have a new single coming out on January 29th that I'm super excited for you guys to hear. We're actually debuting that tonight, which is really exciting. Can't wait for that. Yes. Me neither. And share your website and social media information. Oh, yeah, of course. So you guys can go to my website is NatalieJolly.com. Jolly is spelled J-O-L-Y. Instagram at Natalie Jolly. Facebook, Natalie Jolly Musician. YouTube, Natalie Jolly. Spotify, Natalie Jolly. So if you go to my website, there are all the icons for everything. It's kind of the one-stop shop. You can join my newsletter on my site and everything. I'm assuming that last name can be confusing to some people. Absolutely. It's a a curse. What's the strangest (laughs) variation that you've heard? I get Jolie all the time, which isn't... That's... To be expected, but I get joy a lot. <laughs> like and I just completely don't miss the L. <laughs> completely miss it. And I just I'm like, were, were you looking at it? <laughs> you know? And it's funny because when it happens, people always go, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I was I was looking right at it and I even missed it. And I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> you know what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> exactly. What's the what's that old expression? Talk about me good, talk about me bad, just talk at about me. At least you're talking exactly. At least you're talking about me. I'll take it. <laughs> the unavoidable question these days. About COVID-19, how has that affected you and your music? Um, just about in almost every single way. <laughs> no, it's been, it's been interesting. I mean, in terms of live events, that kind of has gone downhill quite a bit, which is a bummer. You know, I can't wait to be playing out again. You know, it's, as soon as it started, it was like, oh, hopefully this lasts a month, a little bit. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, it <laughs> seems like it's going to be here for a bit. So the live stuff is a bummer, but honestly, it's it's given me a lot of um, time in the studio, time to be creative, a lot of downtime, a lot of like, I'm not used to having downtime. I'm used to playing out three, four nights a week, and I'm not used to having so much creative time to experiment and really kind of, you know, work on new stuff and just, you know, be able to try out new things. And that's the b- best part of this for me is that I spent a lot of COVID learning some new stuff. I mean, I've been trapped at home. I have a home studio, which has been a godsend. And it's been a learning experience for me, figuring out some new stuff. You've been in music for a long time. How did that enter your life? Oh, gosh, that's a big question. I come from a really musical family. And, um, you know, I grew up with a father who played guitar and sang. And I remember when I was really, really young, I thought, that everyone kind of played music. Like, I really had a warped perception of things because my father is a, you know, businessman and would come home from work and play guitar. And I'm like, oh, a lot of people must just come home and jam at the end of the day. And all of our, my whole family's musical. Like, our Christmas is like a Beatles tribute band, you know? And I just thought that was kind of a thing. And as I grew up, I realized it wasn't exactly. By the time I was in fifth grade, I had tried to start like seven bands with people. And they're like, what do you mean a band? Like, what's a band? I'm like, okay, I'm not really, you're not really getting (laughs) that. Um, So yeah, I grew up in a really musical family. I am the youngest kid and my brother is also super musically inclined. And we kind of grew up starting a studio out of our house and he's helped me throughout the years with production and things like that. We we released my first... um, CD when I was 15 that we did all ourselves at my house and you know on GarageBand it was pretty terrible but (laughs) I just kind of have been doing it from there you know I really took a liking to it in high school I started gigging out at 14 and um, that was probably really annoying for my parents (laughs) they had to drive me everywhere I was gigging out well before I could drive and um, you know playing at bars and happy hours and things like that 
I released a few CDs in high school, and then I decided to, I never went to college, and I did music full-time. So I've been full force in music since I graduated high school, and uh, well before then, but that was really when it was like, you know, kicking into gear. Incredible. Natalie Jolly in studio tonight on 95.9 WATD. Let's start with the song. What are we listening to first? All right, so I'm going to play Thunder, which I'm really excited about because this song has been around for a while. We, um, It's going to be on my upcoming album, and I actually made this acoustic rendition for the Tiny Desk Contest this past year, and I had never played this song acoustic before. It's a, it's a heavy rock song. It's a really high-energy song, and I had never tried to turn it into an acoustic version, and when we did, I fell in love with it. So now I'm kind of obsessed with it, and I'm really excited to play it for you guys. Let's hear it. Natalie Jolly, live on the Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. Natalie Jolly joining us on the tiny stage tonight on 95.9 WATD. Take us through how you wrote that one. Wow, that song's been around for a while. Um, You know, my brother and I were kind of messing around one day and I was in a big, I mean, I'm a a huge Aerosmith fan and I was in a big (laughs) Aerosmith phase. I go through phases of of their individual albums and I remember just being like, I want to just create like a really high energy in your face kind of rock song and 
you know, I, um, I'm a guitarist and I'm not necessarily a lead guitarist. I'm a, I'm a rhythm player. And I, you know, had this idea and my brother was kind of helping me put it together. He's a lot better at lead guitar than I am. And when you hear the actual song, like it's all riffy and it's all like really bluesy kind of guitars in it. And, you know, I, I remember just saying, I want this to be like, you know, the song you come out on stage to and everyone's high energy. And that's what it ended up being. You know, I've been playing that song live for years now, and it's always the show opener. It's always the one that gets people going. And um, we have a new and improved version of it coming out on this next record that I'm so excited for people to hear. Awesome. I want to talk about that, but you know you're in Aerosmith country right now. Steve Tyler lives right down the street. (laughs) Joe Perry, I think, lives the next town over. So they might be listening right now if they are. What would you say to him? Oh, goodness. I love you. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, they, I've actually met Joe Perry before, and I was, like, the most speechless, like, ever. I was so starstruck, and I just, me and my, it was me and my brother were there, and I, he's, we're big arrows with people, and we were just like, like, you are the reason we play music. And he was like, no, you guys are the reason you play music. We were like, that's the coolest thing anyone's ever said. Like, <laughs> he could have said anything and it would have been the coolest thing ever. But he was such a, such a nice guy. One day I will meet Steven Tyler, mark my words, and I will just give him a really, really big hug. Because, you know, Aerosmith to me is one of my biggest inspirations musically, as well as, you know, in a performance perspective like I've always looked to Steven Tyler his performing and how he owns the stage and what he does when he is on stage like I've studied him for years so from the music to the writing to the performance they're just like they're they're it for me and I would just love to give him a really big hug you wrote your first song at eight years old do you remember any of that still of course I do (laughs) (laughs) it's honestly not that bad (laughs) but like I've gone back at times in my life and said you know what this would be a really cool story to rewrite that song and be able to say this was part of that song that I wrote when I was eight years old but I I just can't do it like it kind of like lives at that time I can't get myself to bring it back into current day it lives as like the song that eight-year-old Natalie wrote and um it's really funny I the the first lyric (laughs) so embarrassing the first lyric was um I bet you a million dollars that she doesn't like you as much as I do (laughs) very Taylor Swift I was so in love at eight years old (laughs) so embarrassing (laughs) since eight-year-old Natalie how do you think your songwriting has evolved um, you know what? I got to say my songwriting is still pretty based around love. So I I guess I'm still kind of in the same mindset as 8-year-old Natalie. Um, you know, it's funny you mentioned Taylor Swift. She's a massive inspiration for me in terms of songwriting. And I, you know, I'm a I'm a classic rock girl. I grew up on The Beatles, Rolling Stones, Eagles, Aerosmith, ACDC. Like that's what I grew up studying and when I became a teenager was when Taylor Swift was coming out and I was like, whoa, this is like, I wasn't big into what was on the scene at the time. I wasn't big into like the pop music of that time. And I remember hearing Taylor Swift and going, oh my God, like this is such good music. Like this, her writing was just right out of the gate. I heard our song and I was like, this is so clever. And I went and got her first album. I I think I learned every song on Taylor Swift's first three albums, like front to back. In terms of the writing, like I really, really just respected what she did. And I think for me, my writing style has kind of melded, like (laughs) put together a few different things. I come from classic rock. I love the Taylor Swift, like, you know, love song t- style of writing lyrics. And I also love a lot of pop music, and I like to bring some of those elements into my songs. So, you know, I'm a little bit of a modge podge of stuff, but I really feel like, you know, this new record that we have coming out, I think my fans that have been following me for years, I think, are going to go, whoa, like, this this is Natalie. This is what she should be doing. And I think they're really going to dig it. Much like Thunder that you played earlier, I think that when take like Taylor Swift and Aerosmith 
And I think everything comes down to the actual song. If you strip away all the production, the country elements of Taylor Swift, the rock elements of Aerosmith, you just play with an acoustic guitar. It's still a great song at the end of the day. Absolutely. It, and, and you know what? It's funny because <laughs> I've actually always said about Aerosmith because I do, a, you know, I play cover gigs and stuff and people always go, well, you say you like Aerosmith. Why don't you play any of your cover goes? And I'm like, because Aerosmith can't be played on an acoustic guitar. Okay, that just doesn't do it justice. And that's kind of my cop out because who wants to be compared to Steven Tyler on an acoustic guitar? It's like, okay, this isn't this isn't winning here. I don't have a horn section behind me. Um, But I totally agree. And like, you know, there's a lot of crossover between classic rock and country nowadays. Like when if you like it, like you said, if you strip the song down, the writing styles, the arrangements, the instrumentation, like the foundation of the songs have a lot of similarities. And then it's what you add on top of it that really make them have their own identities. And, you know, like if you took Taylor Swift and, you know, took out the fiddles and put in a grungy guitar, it would sound a lot more rock, but it would still be the same song. Exactly. Let's hear another song from you. What's next on your set list? I think I'm going to do Running Circles next. All right. Running Circles is my um, my last single that came out in November that is also going to be on the upcoming album. All right. Natalie Jolly, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. You never wear a white eye when you're away. And every day is like a drive-by. On Judgment Day You act so innocent But you are wise It's just easier When you tell yourself All those pretty lies Cause I keep feeling Into myself And I can't keep my heart On a shelf You know we're alright Where we're called to be Keeping the sanity of your life I keep running circles See how good my word goes I know you can hear what I'm trying to say You and me will learn who we can just with force Do I'm tripping over words each and every day Running circles away. I'm going out of my mind here all alone. But you just feel so right here, just like home. Rain is gonna fade a little every day, baby. Gonna know and it's okay. Awesome. That's Natalie Jolly on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Nice job. Thank you. We are up against our first break of the night. We have a lot more to talk about and more songs to share right here on 95.9 WATD. And now back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. 
Welcome back to the Tiny Stage Hour on Almost Famous 95.9 WATD. Brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. I'm John Shea. Tonight, we're on the Tiny Stage with Natalie Jolly. How you doing? Good. You're sounding amazing tonight. Thank oh, you so thank much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Anytime. So give yourself another introduction if you would. I am Natalie Jolly. I am a musician from Boston, and I have an album coming out this year. My next single is on January 29th. You guys can find me online at nataliejolly.com, on Instagram, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, a <laughs> little bit of everything. But if you go to my site, everything's on there. It's all linked. You can sign up for my newsletter, and we can keep in touch as much as you'd like. Awesome. i got to send a huge shout out to uh, Nina Piquel yes. for introducing us. Thank you, Nina. She's Thank you, Nina. Across the room here, <laughs> staying six feet apart. <laughs> yeah. Social distancing properly tonight. Yes, we are. So talk about this album. This is this sounds cool. When is that officially coming out? Do you have a date set yet? We do not have a date set just yet. We are not announcing those things just yet. Um, you know, we're really focusing on this next single coming out. That's the priority right now. But the album is super exciting. Honestly, it's a it's a pandemic labor of love. It's you know, we've been really staying trying to stay creative and positive during the pandemic like I said I've been at home messing around and writing and you know really working on a lot of production stuff that I usually don't have the time to do and I got to be honest the album just kind of pulled itself together you know it was like all right let's get some music out there let's release a single then like okay maybe we'll do a few singles maybe we'll turn it into an EP you know maybe we should consider an album and then we're like listening to songs for this like EP slash small album. Then we're like, you know what? Let's just throw them all on there, come out with a full length, and just, you know, put it all out into the world. Because, you know, that's my main priority right now is getting music out into the world. I feel like that's the most important thing. You know, as an artist, I want people to hear what I do. And that's the most exciting part of this album. This is my first full-length album. And the thought of having a full-length out in the world just makes me so happy. I was reading on a, a blog when I was doing some research for tonight and it was talking, you were talking about, in addition to music, your passion for fashion. Ooh. Talk to us about that. I love fashion. I have a love-hate relationship with fashion. <laughs> no, um, you know, for me, it's funny because, you know, your music is really, it's you, it's your art and it's really, a, you know, and it's an expression of you and I feel the fashion is the exact same way and for me, I kind of, they all, it all goes together, you know, your look, your sound, your vibe, it, it's all one big thing. And I think fashion's so important. Like, I always say to people, like, you know, if you're out and about and you have on an outfit that you feel amazing in, you're going to be feeling amazing in it and you're going to, you're going to be in a better mood and feel great about yourself. And at least that's how it feels for me. Like when I feel like I'm really being my true self in the way that I look and how I'm expressing myself, I am... I'm my, you know, I'm my top self. I'm in a great mood and I'm just loving life. And then when I feel like, okay, either I'm trying, trying too hard, for lack of a better term, or like, okay, this was a swing and a miss. I'm like, you know what? This is a bummer. I wish I just put on that outfit that I knew I was going to like better. And it's one of those things for me. It's a, it's a mental thing. It really brings my mood up when I feel really at home in my fashion. And like I said, it goes along with the music, like the coordination when you're doing like music videos or video shoots and stuff between what song am I doing and what outfit am I wearing is so fun for me like that playing off of each other I just think is a really cool expression of who you are now also in addition to the new single there's also speaking of which a video that accompanies it yes there is is that coming out on the same day um no that will be out on February 5th and that is super, super exciting. I, um, I actually shot the video before the pandemic, so I have been kind of, my excitement has been building up for a while. I've been sitting on that one for a little bit, and it's going to be great. And, you know, it's actually, it was shot at a really cool space in my town. I'm, I'm based in Wakefield, and there was an abandoned mansion in Wakefield that I got, you know, allowed to go shoot at for a few days, and it was like, 
35 degrees outside, no heat, <laughs> all the doors and windows are broken in. It was freezing. It was one of the most brutal shoots I've ever done, And um, but the footage is incredible. And I'm just, actually, since then, the house has been torn down. And it was like a 200-year-old house. And so I have, like, I have so much nostalgia towards that property now. But I, it's so cool for me to be able to put this out and kind of showcase that and the vibe like I'm just I'm so so excited about it and the fact that it no longer exists is like a little bit of a time capsule for me that's awesome we're chatting with Natalie Jolly on the tiny stage tonight time for another song what are we listening to next um I'm going to do you ought to know which is not on the upcoming album because it is already out yeah you ought to know was released in 2019 it actually won the new england music awards song of the that's year that's right that's super right super exciting yeah this is another one i mean it's a big high energy rock song but to me i i love playing it acoustic it just takes on a whole nother form like everyone can go listen to it online it's on all streaming platforms youtube everything and when you hear the acoustic version it's just it, it feels like a different song but i, I love it let's hear it natalie jolly 95.9 watd time on the borderline I find you wandering for me
Very nice. Natalie Jolly, live on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Talk about how you wrote that one. That song, you know, that was one of the ones that um, I wrote and we kind of, I worked on it, I liked it, and then it kind of got shelved and, you know, we decided to go with my single before that, which was Irresistible, and um, I kind of woke up one day and was like, you know what, this song should be revamped and sped up a little bit and it was a lot longer actually when I originally wrote it had like it was like almost double the length actually when I think about it it was wild and I was like you know what this needs some TLC let's chop it down and make it a little bit more concise and turn it into a real rock song and that's what it became and we actually uh, when I released that it was released as a um, regular version and a radio cut so the regular version actually has a whole like outro jam session at the end of it which is so fun and is 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 great for live and um you know can't really achieve that quite the same on an acoustic guitar but both versions are are online i tend to like the longer one from a self-indulgent perspective but um yeah no that song's been with me for years and it was just it's a fun one to play when you're writing how do you keep your ideas fresh um you know i gotta be honest i don't really plan to write I kind of um when it comes to me I stop what I'm doing and write if I can if not I go into my phone and I make a I have so many voice memos in my phone of just random ideas and then I'll come back to it later I'm really more of a I don't write unless I'm inspired to kind of person like I I really try not to force it as much as I can you know help that and that's the way I like it. it. It's it makes it more genuine, and I don't want to be doing. I don't enjoy doing too much writing for a specific purpose. I'd rather write in the mood I'm feeling, and you know, I'm I'm all based around emotions. Like I write when I'm either super <laughs> angry or super happy about something, and I'm like, I need to just get it out and get it on paper. And when I write, it just makes me feel a lot better. It's like my own little therapy session. So. I don't really put too much thought behind sitting down and saying, I'm going to try to write something like this today. It's it's more just whatever pops into my head I go with. What's a song you wish you had written? Oh, gosh. That's a really good question. My mind instantly goes back right to Aerosmith. Um, probably, <laughs> probably Crying by Aerosmith. I wish I wrote that song. That is one of my favorite songs to perform. It's one of my favorite songs to listen to. I will never get sick of it. It's just perfect. I, pr- I really wish I wrote that song. Great video, too, for that great song. Great video. Absolutely great video. It never gets old. And I love that time period of Aerosmith where they had those few videos that were kind of in sync yeah, the with trilogy. each other. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's just so cool. Like, who, who does that? It's so random and awesome. That whole time period, that album, those songs. It's a little I, I creepy to have his daughter in the video, but not that much. That's okay. Yeah, it's it's okay. <laughs> We're chatting with Natalie Jolly tonight here on WATD. Share your website and your social media pages with us again, if you would. Yeah, you guys can find me online. My website is nataliejolly.com, J-O-L-Y, only one L. And I'm Natalie Jolly on everything else, Instagram, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, um, Apple Music. You know, I'm on all of that. Like I said, if you go to my website, it has links in, to all of those, and you can sign up to my newsletter as well. Awesome. Let's do some more music. What are we listening yeah. to next? All right. The next is a song called Still Feel My Heart. This one, I uh, this is only like my second time, I think, ever performing this song. I performed it at a show right before the pandemic hit, and that was that. <laughs> and uh, I actually also performed this one for a COVID benefit that I did over the summer with the uh, Greg Hill Foundation for the restaurants in Boston. Very cool. That was really cool. So this song is actually, um, the video that I did for that is up on YouTube, the acoustic version of the song. But this song is called Still Feel My Heart. Let's hear it. Natalie Jolly, 95.9 WATD. The tiny stage is yours. Time to talk about it You just keep pushing me away I don't got much left I can say You know you never call me no more And everything seems different than before 
Things don't work out the way that you had planned. Learn the hard way that I can't keep a man. And I know that time can heal your heart, but I know it also tears apart what you and I used to have. It's just that I'm still missing you, and I know. I said to do anything but rip us apart. Just know that you'll still feel my heart. Sometimes things just aren't meant to be, but that's not the case with you and me. Sorry for the things I said when it got dark. Just remember you'll always feel my Awesome. That's Natalie Jolly, 95.9 WATD on the tiny stage. And there's a video of you playing that song, as you mentioned, for that benefit, playing an awesomely beautiful Gretsch. Talk about that yeah. guitar. <laughs> that is my dad's that I have effectively stolen. <laughs> um, like I said, I come from a musical family, so I actually grew up with, you know, guitars and stuff all around me, which is why it was so easy for me to get into it. And, um, you know, on my first few gigs, the only acoustic guitar I had access to was my father's um, Gibson Hummingbird that he has. And it didn't even have a pickup, so I would have to go to gigs miking it and stuff. It's like a, you know, it's like an antique at this point. He got it when he was like 10 years old and he, you know, it's prized possession. And I ended up buying myself the exact same guitar, but Epiphone version, because I just wanted to be just like my dad. And... um, you know, later on, once I got into it and stuff, we there was a really, really big sale. I got to say, it was a really big sale, and we got an amazing deal on it. And he was like, you know, we were already recording at that point, and my dad doesn't play too much anymore, but he could, he just couldn't resist. <laughs> it's just such a beautiful guitar. And he grabbed it, and my brother and I have basically stolen it ever since. And right now, it is my number one tracking guitar. I don't have anything else that I like tracking with better than that Gibbs. Uh, no, that Gretsch, actually. My Gibsons are like, I, I'm a Les Paul person. You know, I, I can't get away from it completely, but that Gretsch just doesn't, you can't beat it. Speaking of tracking, um, yeah. and you're, actually I just had a woman on last week who produces her own music, but you also produce your own music. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. How did, how did you get into producing yourself? Yeah, so, I mean, I've been dabbling with it for years and doing stuff here and there. I never really took on doing an entire song myself until recently Running Circles um, was the first song that I produced the entire thing myself, which was a really, really fun and, um, you know, great learning experience. For me, I'm a guitarist, and when I write a song, I typically know what I want to do with it pretty soon thereafter, and... I am loving writing all the parts right now because, you know, it's tough getting into studios and everything with people because of COVID and whatnot. So I'm kind of, I was like, you know what, why don't I just try writing my own parts and see what happens? And I'm loving it because I get to really get my ideas out and then say, hey, person who's way better than me, can you play this guitar part, you know, and soup it up a little bit? But, you know, producing my own music has been really liberating, I got to say, because I can really think through the entire song, get my whole message across. Like I talk to people all the time. It's really hard to communicate exactly what's in your head. And everyone uses different words to communicate 
what they what they're looking for, what they want, and when you say something, it could mean something totally different to another musician. And that's just everyone has different, you know, ways of explaining things. And it's not to say that it, like I love working with other musicians and stuff, but being able to produce my own demos and write all my own parts before I bring it to other people has been a really good experience for me. Just like I said, it's liberating. I can get all the ideas out of my head right off the bat and then go from there. I noticed too that just before the start of the pandemic, you were doing a vlog series on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, you also touched upon production in that. Is that something you plan to continue? Yeah, I miss my vlogs. <laughs> I think that was just one of the things that went away when the pandemic started. Like I was just, I was just saying, Nina, I'm like, I don't even know how to leave the house and put makeup on and do that stuff anymore. Like that was like a routine back in the day last year. Um, yeah, I miss the vlogs. I've just been preoccupied, honestly, making more music, and that's where my focus has been. But I love doing the vlogs. I love being able to communicate with other musicians and, you know, they can hear what I'm saying and say, oh, that was really interesting that you when you said this thing and I was thinking this. And then I'm like, that's such a good idea. It really creates a conversation to put yourself out there and put out what you believe in your method of doing things. And then it sets up other musicians to say, hey, I do things this way and it might be a great idea. Or they say, oh, my gosh. Can you please help me buy some equipment? I really want to start doing this and that. And, you know, can you help me out? And I love being able to do that. So the vlogs were a really big, you know, way to connect with people for me. And I, I do miss it. I want to go back to doing that. Very cool. I'll be looking forward to that. If you, yeah. if you do, let me know and I'll, I'll post your videos on our page. Yeah, let me know. You got to gotta let me know what questions you have. Though Someone else gave me the idea for the Beatles one. They were like, you're, you love the Beatles. You should talk about all the reasons why the Beatles are so amazing. I'm like, oh, I could go on for hours. <laughs> like, I just rambled at the camera for like 20 minutes. I'm like, we need to chop that up a little bit. <laughs> but it's good. It's cool to hear what questions other people have for me. And like I said, be able to just collaborate on methods of doing things is really fun. That is the voice of Natalie Jolly. She is on the tiny stage tonight. Let's do another song. What are we listening to next? Okay, the next one is also going to be off the upcoming album. Again, this is maybe the second or third time I've ever played this one. This is, uh, the song is called Your Angel. All right, Natalie Jolly on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD.
Natalie Jolly, 95.9 WATD. Amazing. Nice job on that. Thank you so much. We are up against our final break of the night. We have one more song to share and a little bit more to talk about as well. Right here on 95.9 WATD. It's Almost Famous. Stick around. And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. For the final time tonight, welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage Hour on 95.9 WATD. I'm John Shea, and tonight we are on the Tiny Stage for a little bit longer with Natalie Jolly. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you again for making this work. Oh my gosh, of course. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. So one final time, give an introduction. Yes, I am Natalie Jolly. I have an album coming out this year. Next single is out January 29th, music video February 5th. And you guys can find me online. My website is nataliejolly.com. Find me on Instagram, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Music. All of it can be found on my website. And that's also where you can sign up for my newsletter. And a new single dropping later on this week on Friday, I believe. Yes. Will You Ever Stop will be out this Friday, January 29th. Awesome. Talk about that song. How did that song happen? That song... uh, How did that song happen? I wrote that song a very long time ago. Um... And it's a really interesting song because it's gone through a few iterations in its lifetime. And, you know, people say like, oh, what's it about? Who's it about? And it's funny because I've actually changed the lyrics over the years. So it's kind of about multiple different people, multiple different time periods of my life. So it's a little bit of an eclectic song, and which is really fun for me. And musically, um, you know, the cool thing about it is that musically it's stayed the same throughout all the years. It's always had its identity. It's a really just what I like to call just an up-the-middle rock song. It's a feel-good, you know, happy. It makes me want to just, like, drive down a highway next to a beachside on the summer on a summer night. <laughs> like, it's just that kind of a song. So I'm really excited for everyone to hear it. Very cool. And is this one you produced yourself? This one I was a producer on, yeah, of course. And this one I did not record all the parts like I did for Running Circles. I had other guys playing on the song for bass, guitar, and drums. And um, I played guitar, keys, organ, and obviously the vocals on it, which was really, it's a really fun, it's a really fun song. And there's a lot going on in there for what it is, you know, there's a lot underneath it. When you listen to it the first time, I think the second, third, and fourth time, you'll hear a lot more going on beneath it. Cool. And the single dropping on Friday, not too far after that, there's a video to accompany it, which features an awesome car. Yes, it does. Yeah. The music video will be coming out February 5th. Um, That music video was shot in two different locations. Like I said earlier, one was at that abandoned mansion, which was really cool. The other was um, shot in an amazing, I think in 86... Maserati, I want to say, like cranberry, apple red, beautiful. Zero to 60 in what time? I don't know. I didn't test it. (laughs) I did not try. I was like, the steering wheel was like a little tough to move. And I'm like, just don't hit anything now. Just don't don't mess anything up. (laughs) So that was a little intimidating. But um, yeah, it's going to be really cool. I'm super excited about the video. Excellent. Well, we're going to hear the song right now. We're going to debut it. Thank you again for coming to the South Shore. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. 95.9 WATD. Give the song title one more time. Will You Ever Stop? On 95.9 WATD. Get home safely. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. I wonder where I should go. I wanted someone to know. You met me there with a smile. And held me down for a while. me what we were